Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. I want to uh, introduce myself. My name is Bonnie Williams, and it is an absolute pleasure to introduce myself to those who may not know me, and God has given me the opportunity to give the Word of God today. Has anybody come to the house today to hear from on high? Amen? Amen. Let's give them some glory. I want to greet everybody that is worshiping online. We love you. We are so glad that you are with us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful and thankful that you are who you say that you are and that, Father God, your word is truth and that when it goes out, Father God, it will not come back void. It will bear the fruit that you have blessed it to bear. We're going to give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we are continuing with the sermon series, A Deeper Walk with Jesus. And our message today is about living happily ever after. So all of you know that if we have lived uh, long enough on this earth, we know that life does not look like happily ever after. Everything does not turn out like a fairy tale ending. I remember when I was growing up, I absolutely loved to watch the movies that would say, and then what, come on with me, and they lived happily ever after. As a kid, it always kind of gave me a sense of hope that the situation or what I was even facing as a kid, that the time, the situation, it was going to get better. But we know that we don't live 100% on the mountaintop. Life is a struggle. It has its ups and downs, its good times and bad, and not one of us is going to live through this life until death without experiencing pain and heartache, suffering and grief. Let's talk about the house today. Can anybody identify with family strife? Can anybody talk about having gone through a divorce? Can anybody talk about the loss of loved ones? There are many in this house today that have lost loved ones, and the, the heart of God goes out to you in your time of grief. What about racial injustice that happens on so many levels? Hatred simply for the color of your skin. What about loneliness and fear and depression? We could go on and on and on, but I will tell you, I have experienced many of these. And you know what? We're all united in his promise to suffer because the experiences that bring us to a place of brokenness, hoping for better days to come, guess what? It doesn't care what the color of your skin is. It has no bias. It doesn't matter whether you are old or young, rich or poor, whether or not, oh, dare I day say it, a Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan. You guys can talk to my husband about that. He understands. Right, B? Right? Uh, all right. 
In our text, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Rome, and he was giving them a godly perspective that we need to persevere through the present times of suffering. Why? Why do we want to persevere? Because God wants us to be victorious. God wants us to be victorious. He does not want the suffering and the situations that we go through, the trials, to overtake us. He does not want to see our spirits destroyed. And all of Scripture, God is giving the power to exercise our free will. And why? Because God receives pleasure that we would make the right decision, that we would want to make the right godly choice. So let's take a look here at this first slide. How can we summarize what Paul wants us to understand? To have a deeper walk with Jesus means what? It means to trust God at all times, not sometimes, not most of the time, all times, in every situation, to persevere in present sufferings with hope, keeping our eyes on the future glory that God has promised to us. Now, one of the things that's very, very critical in our walk with God is to clarify, why is there suffering here on earth? If God loves us so much, right, why is there suffering here on earth? Can anybody tell me what that one word is? Oh, what? Sin. Sin is what brought suffering into the world. Our text even tells us in verse 20 that all of creation, and you know who all of creation is? Us. Us and the earth, all that God has created, that we are subject to the curse of God because why? Well, I'll tell you why. Adam and Eve, they were created by God in his image and likeness. And God put them in a garden of Eden that was paradise. There was no sin. There was no suffering. And God says to his children, listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a choice. You can build a world together right here in this garden. But because he loves us so much and because he wants us to choose him, right, he gave him a choice, didn't he? And you all know the story. What happened? The enemy of our soul came in and he tempted him and he said, listen, I want you to doubt what God has said, surely you will not die if you eat the fruit of this tree. And guess what? They made the wrong choice. And the curse of God, which is in the word of God, it says what? It says, because you have made this decision, because you have broke the law of God, sin and suffering now enters in. And man and earth have been suffering ever since. But guess what? There is good news because the story does not end here. The great news is, is that Jesus came to free us from the curse of sin and death. He paid the debt that we cannot pay. Let's take a look at the good news. I love this scripture. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness for the unrighteousness to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So here's the thing that we need to understand. Verse 16 and 17 that precedes our actual text today tells us, tells us the whole story, and I love it. Listen to what it says. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, Together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But here it comes, y'all. You ready? But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Can we just leave that part out? <laughs> huh? Can, can, we, can we leave it out? 
No, no. What he's saying is, is it's a package deal. We must, which means it's a requirement, we must suffer if we are to share in his glory. If Christ came to save us from sin, if he went through suffering, why would any of us feel like we are exempt? Come on now. This is God's son we're talking about. If God's son had to come and he had to suffer, then we are also called to suffer with him. And I love what our pastor says. He says this all the time. We cannot get through Sunday without going through Friday. Walk it out with me. Y'all ready? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We cannot get to Sunday without going through Friday. He wants us to know that he's in complete control. It doesn't matter what situation you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Please know that you belong to him. He understands your situation. He knows what you are going through, and he loves you. And here's the thing. Because Christ came to earth and he died for us and he went through that suffering, he understands what we're going through. We are not alone. And he intercedes for us. The Bible tells us that he is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. And because he loves you so much, when you cry, he intercedes for you. Whatever it is that you're going through, he is hurting and going through it with you. And he seeks his father and he said, listen, you, you got to help them out. You got to help them out, father, because they're struggling. And what I love even more is the Bible says that God gives us the Holy Spirit to make intercession for us. Is there anybody here that have ever been in a situation that you don't even know how to pray? You, you, you literally just sit and you literally say, because I did it this last week, I said to God, I don't, e I don't even know what to say to you. I, I don't even know how to pray. And the word of God says that the Holy Spirit, he intercedes for us. That's how much God loves us. And because Christ suffered for us. This is what Jesus says in John 16, 33. He says, in this world, in this world, you will have tribulation. Did you hear his promise? You will have tribulation. But then he follows it up and he says, but take heart. He said, because I have overcome the world. There is absolutely no situation, no circumstance that God is not bigger. There is nothing that you are going through that God cannot overcome it on your behalf. Amen? So here's the thing. Because God has called us to be the church, he has called us to be his hands. He has called us to be his feet. Why? He has called us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Look at your neighbor. Look at, look at how good they look. Go ahead. Look at your neighbor. God says, I want you to love that person the way that I love you. Amen? He has called us to serve others the way that God serves us. He has called to, uh, us to meet people's needs the way that he has met ours. And, and I got a question for you. How in the world can we do that in our own strength? We cannot do it in our own strength. You don't need body bond. Bonnie Bond cannot do a thing for you. You know why? Because I am a sinner saved by his grace. 
And when people are suffering, do you, do you know what they need? They need Bonnie to have Jesus living on the inside of her so that when I step into that position that I bring the supernatural love of God, the supernatural all into that situation so that I can meet that person at their need and say to you, listen, you need to be saved, God's your savior. You need him to heal you, God is your healer. You need him to provide for you, God is your provider. How do I know that? Because he's done it for me. People need us to be genuine and authentic. They need to hear, listen, I don't got it all together. I've been where you're at, but I'm here to tell you about a man who wants to walk with you and talk with you and call you his own. You are not in this alone. So what does God do? <laughs> Anybody here love God? Anybody here want to serve him? Oh, you're going to regret putting your hand up. <laughs> well, you're not going to regret it, but listen to this. God's got to break us to teach us to move from self-sufficiency and pride to complete dependence on God. And he humbles us he humbles us in our brokenness so that he can increase in us. We are to decrease and God is to increase. And how is he going to increase if we don't live with him? Huh? We've got to live with him so that we know who he is. I cannot, <laughs> thank you God, I cannot introduce you to somebody I don't know. This is why Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and through me. God is the potter and we are the clay. And until we place ourselves entirely into his hands, we will never be enough to do the work that God has called the church to do. Let's watch the clip again. Let's have a little pow-pow. Some things God takes you through are not for you, but it's so you can reach somebody else. Sometimes, sometimes he crushes you because he's going to bless you so much he does not want you to get arrogant like your predecessors. And so he humbles you. Anytime he's going to exalt you, he humbles you. You, you take the two fish and the five loaves of bread when they brought it to Jesus. They brought it to Jesus to multiply it. And the first thing he did was crush it. He took it and he blessed it and he broke it. As he broke it, he started crushing the fish and the bread. And the more he crushed it, the more it multiplied. The more he crushed it, the more it multiplied. The more he crushed it, the more it multiplied. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a state of multiplication. And somebody comes in and says, look at all of that fish. But you know that when you first came into his hands, you were not enough. It was his crushing that made you more than enough. Yeah. See, here's the thing. We are here to produce fruit, fruit for the kingdom of God. And as you walk with God, and the more that you know God, the more that he wants to use you. So the more that he wants to use you, the more that he's got to crush you. And the more that he crushes you, the more that God gives himself to you. Why? So that we can reach the lost. 
so that we can reach those who do not yet know the Lord Jesus Christ. So guess what? Instead of, as Julian said, instead of fighting it, we ought to be embracing it. That's why you've got to have the right perspective about going through suffering because it's not about us. Let's see what it's about, shall we? Let's go ahead and take a look at the scripture. And this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. Can you imagine that? That no one can count from every nation, every tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb of God. I'm here to tell you and hear me because scripture says it all through the word of God. And it's not an easy word to hear, but we need to hear it. God, all through the word of God, says that we have a choice. You can choose life or you can choose death. And I'm here to tell you, if you have not accepted the work that God did on the Christ, if you have not confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus Christ saved you from sin, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is not in you and you will not spend eternity in the happily ever after that God has waiting for you. And that is a tough word to hear, isn't it? But that is the whole counsel of the word of God. But the beautiful thing is, is that God is always giving us an opportunity to hear about what we need to do to get right with God. And I, I, I got something for you. I, as I was preparing and I was praying, sometimes God will test you with the people that have hurt you the most. Who, who am I talking to? Because he wants to see that the work that he's doing in you, that it can pass the test. He wants to see if you can show them Jesus when you feel like they don't deserve it. Anybody been there? Anybody there? Let me tell you about my dad. My dad was not a part of my life. He made the decision to not be a part of my life. And I grew up as a child with, without a father. And if anybody in the house today has grown up without a father or mother, you understand the heartbreak that that brings because you feel, you feel unloved. You feel rejected. And when I got the call from my brother when I turned 40 and he said, hey, sis, dad is dying. And he's in Georgia and he's in a coma. Would you like to come out and see him? And I said, yes. And when I got to the hospital room, the doctor immediately greeted me and he said, listen, 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 you need to understand, he's never going to come out of this coma. He, he's never going to be able to speak to you again. And I feel like you need to know that. And my response was, I really appreciate what you shared with me, but what you need to understand is that you are not my father's creator. And you are not God. And if God wants me to have the opportunity to speak to my dad again, that is exactly what's going to happen. So I asked him to leave. He didn't give me a very nice look, y'all. <laughs> I prayed for my father, and this is what my prayer was. I said, God, thank you for letting me look upon my dad. And, and if you give me the opportunity, I want to talk to my dad so that I can tell him that I love him. I can tell him that I forgive him. And then even most importantly, God, I promise you, that if you give me the opportunity to talk to my dad, I am going to tell him about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So I go home, and three weeks later, you know, back then we had caller ID. <laughs> so I see the call come up from, from Atlanta, Georgia. And one of two things, right? It was his wife telling me that he's no more. Or 
or God heard my prayer. Well, hello. And I said, hi, Dad. I said, I want you to know that you are part of the creation process, and so I am so grateful to God for you for that. And I forgive you for choosing to not be a part of my life. I want you to know that, that you're the one that missed out on this amazing daughter. And then I told him about Jesus. And here's my question for you. Here's what I want you to understand. What if I was the last person that he spoke to before he left this earth? What if I would have chose to not allow the suffering and all that I've gone through to change me so that I can, I can have a heart like Jesus? What, what if after I hung up, he accepted the Lord Jesus and then he, he died? What we need to understand is that this is a matter of life and death, y'all. There is a spiritual war happening that we cannot see. And that spiritual war is between God, our creator, who loves us, who wants to live the rest of our lives with him in happily ever after in heaven. And we have got an enemy of the soul. And because he hates God, guess what? He hates you. This is a matter of life and death. And if you don't think that God tests your heart, I want you to hear this scripture. Jeremiah 17, 10, 1 says, I, the Lord, I search the heart. I test the mind, even to give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. God doesn't test our heart because he wants us to fail. He tests our heart because he wants us to win. <laughs> he wants us to gain him. Because here's what we need to understand. A deeper walk with Jesus is exactly that, a walk. And so he's got to give us these tests to be able to not only see where we're at, but we need to see where we're at. Come on, come on. Come on, church, talk to me. How many times have you been in a situation or a test and you thought that you were this and then God had to show you you were that? Last week I had a test and can I tell you, you know the scripture that says uh, you need to humble yourself, that you need to not think of yourself more higher than you ought? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, I humbled myself and I got prostrate and I put my face in the carpet and I said, God, there is not anything that I can do in and of myself, but with you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, back to the walk, if you've ever watched a baby, just so that you understand God's love and patience with you, isn't it so cool to watch a baby? First, they, what, they lay there, and then eventually they crawl, right? They're crawling on the ground, and then eventually they want to stand up, and they're holding on to the, you know, to the couch, and they're all wobbly, and then from there, you put out your hands, and you're like, come on, come on, you can do it, and that's God. Come on, come on, you can do it. I got you, I got you, and then, you know, the baby comes over and even if they fall what do they do they get back up again and eventually they're running and then you need a babysitter <laughs> saying so what does God want us to do he wants us to mature in this walk we have got to mature and so Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4 talks about three areas of growth and I want to just talk to you briefly perseverance character, and hope. Let's look at this scripture together. You ready? 
It says Romans 5, 3, and 4. Amen? But we also glory in our sufferings. Glory? <laughs> wow. <laughs> because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. Character. And character, hope. We need perseverance to be able to walk through our sufferings. And God gives that to us. We need those things so that we can overcome the enemy. Because here, here's what it is. When you love God, the enemy is always going to be present. Every step of your journey with God, the enemy is always going to be there. And he is going to fight you every step of the way. God wants you to trust him. He wants you to distrust him. God wants you to love on you. Satan wants you to tell you that he doesn't love you. And it's this battle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between the spirit and the flesh. And what we've got to understand is, is that God needs us to deepen our walk with Jesus Christ so that we can field the attack. God wants us to have the victory. Amen? Amen. You know, the, the author of our text today is the Apostle Paul. And I did a study of his life. And um, I'm going to tell you what, you want to talk about uh, an individual who needed these things. Let me just briefly give you a snapshot of what he suffered for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was imprisoned many times. He was flogged. Did any of you watch The Passion of the Christ where you saw Christ flogged, where they took and they would whip the back and they would pull chunks of flesh and they would, they would whip and whip? He was flogged, you ready? 195 times for the gospel. He was shipwrecked, beaten with rods, almost stoned to death, and to our understanding, he was beheaded for the love that he had for Jesus Christ. And can I just say this? That brother needed perseverance because that produced the godly character of faithfulness that empowered him to have a hope that no amount of suffering, do you hear me? No amount of suffering could extinguish the relationship that he had with God himself. And that's what God wants us to have. So let's go ahead and take a look at this slide. Let's delve in just a little bit to these. What is perseverance? It's to have the strength to never quit. Anybody here ever want to quit? A anybody here ever want to throw in the towel? I, I did last week. I did last week. A anybody here ever want to say, I can't do this? Perseverance is to have the strength through God to never quit. Character. To be approved by God. To be put to the test to produce proven character. God needs to prove who you are to him. Let me ask you a question. Would you ever entrust anything that's valuable to you to somebody that you don't know? Here you go. You can have my kids. Oh, that was funny. Come on now. I mean, sometimes we want to do that, right? When they're acting right. <laughs> but that's what God is saying. God is saying, I need to know your heart. So in order for me to know your heart, because we're in this personal relationship, he's like, I've got to test you through the fires of affliction because I need to know that I can trust you. I need to know that you are who you say you are, that you are genuine and authentic, and that when I send you out, right, because he crushes us to multiply us, that he knows that he can trust us with him. And what is character? I love this. The verb form is dokimazo, uh, which means to be approved, to be put through the test, because God needs to prove us. Amen? And the last is hope. I love this. The confident expectation that God 
will fulfill his promises to us. Is there anybody in the house today that wants to know that God is going to fulfill his promises to you? Amen? That suffering doesn't last always. Amen? That we are going to move from the valley to the mountaintop, from the mountaintop to the valley, from the valley to the mountaintop, and God is the same in the valley as he is in the mountaintop. God is faithful. One of my favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption. Anybody seen it? All right. It's about a man, Andy, who's falsely accused, accused of a crime that he did not commit. And in this particular scene, he is thrown into a hole of complete isolation and darkness. And yet when he comes out, he's completely unscathed. Let's take a look and see how he did that. Mm. Yeah. I love it when Andy describes about the music and how it makes him feel when he says, it's in here and it's in here. And that is where your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ lives. He is there and guess what? There is no amount of suffering that you could ever go through that, that God will allow his, 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 his hope of the future glory to ever be taken from you. And even more important, God is our living hope. He is our inheritance. And no matter what it is that you have going on, it doesn't matter. You're suffering in your body. You're going through financial. You've got heartache in a relationship. But guess what? Any of that can take from you. The love of Jesus Christ. Your personal living relationship with Jesus Christ. Knowing Jesus, walking with him, talking with him, persevering with him. What we need to understand is that in the end, what we need to be thankful for is that Jesus Christ himself he never gave up. He never gave up on us. That when he was in the garden and he knew the suffering that he was going to have to endure for us, he said to his father, I, I want you to take this away from me. Anybody here ever say to God, I don't want to have to go through this? How, come on, I'm not, I'm not alone. Come on. But Jesus Christ then comes and he says, but nevertheless, it's not my will, but yours be done, O God. And if you were to just take, can, can I just, can I tell you something that would kind of help you to put your perspective as far as your suffering? You just stop and you walk through Jesus Christ's walk the day that he died for us. And you think about the betrayal and you think about how they laughed at him. And you think about the crown of thorns that were shoved on our Savior's head. And you think about how he carried that cross and they spit on him and they laughed at him. And he carried that cross and he pressed. He pressed. He pressed. And then they put the nails in his feet and they put the nails in his hands. And he said, Father, forgive them for they, they know not what they're doing. And he pressed. He pressed through all of the pain and suffering so that we can have our heaven, happily ever after in heaven. Because I don't know about you, but I want to be able to know that there is heaven waiting for me. Amen? Amen? When they play this song, I want you to let the Spirit of God minister to you, please. If you want to sit there, sit there. If you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to come and pray so that you can press, then you come down here and pray. If you want to stand, then you stand. But please, this is about ministry. Let God minister to your heart.
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope.elam.org.